Hi, I'm Allie. I'm Nick. And this is the But Have You Tried Bookshelf. Quick shout out to 92.7 FM Angelica for airing our podcast on the radio, which is really cool. It is. Do you have like a DJ voice? Uh, 92.7 on the dial, something like that. I I could like maybe manufacture a DJ voice. Let's do it. Let me hear one. gonna try it like okay hold on i need to check okay yeah think about it think about it 92.7 angelica yeah yeah yeah. okay i like Um, it it's it's mild it's it's nice but uh it has that edge yeah i think that's good also special thanks to 9021 here we go on the radio meanwhile network for airing our goonies episode that's right what an episode that was (laughs) i know what a good time what a good time both 90210 and goonies feature a character named brandon walsh so it's a it's a perfect wow yeah that's really connection. funny. I know. I Every know. so often, I just like think about that octopus deleted scene. It's crazy, and it just like comes over me. Yeah, and I'm not sure what the emotional response yeah. that I have is, but it's definitely something. My favorite thing about that episode, and maybe my favorite line of yours on this show, is did he just solve this with the power of dance? <laughs> I love it. That's what I saw. I, you're right. No, I can't argue with you, but it's very succinct. Gets to the point. <laughs> yep. Anyway, so today is our bookshelf episode, yeah. so hopefully everyone knows what that means. Yeah. We talk about all the stuff that we've been up to. Lots of the stuff. I had to I had to cut mine down. I had a productive month. Man. I know. I did, well, I did a little vacation. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for being inspired. Yeah. <laughs> I took a little vacation, but I don't feel like that increased my like oh, reading and okay. watching okay. output really. All right. Well, maybe you're just a healthier person than I. You're out there, you know, I guess bottle it, feeding crayfish <laughs> and... Walking through meadows. I will say the crayfish have gotten big enough at this point that you can like basically just like hand them the food and they'll just and they'll like just take it. <laughs> it's kind of haunting, really. I don't think I'm comfortable with that. Okay. All right. Anyway. Yeah. At the end of our last episode, which mm-hmm. was on Spy Family, That's we said right. we were going to try and read a little more manga because yeah. both of us are clearly guilty of not doing enough of that. True. So how did that go? Did you read... Did you read more manga this month? I did, but I, f- I also feel like I failed the uh, the assignment because I, I did read volume two of My Hero Academia. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't think it's ever going to be like a genre that I'm like, yes, or a format. Like, I don't think I'm mm-hmm. ever just going to be like naturally drawn to manga, but I appreciate it. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I liked that. I don't know that it was enough for me to pick up volume three, mm. but I did read, and this is a cheat. Okay. I'm going to count it anyway. I'm ready for it. I did read Deadpool Samurai, which is a a two-volume manga series that we have in the collection here. And it was fun. There's a lot of in-jokes about manga and about the companies and things. I felt like the humor landed pretty well. It was a a good use of of random characters throughout the Marvel Universe. I thought the story was pretty good. I would read more of that, probably, but I'm sort of like already like in the bag for Marvel characters and stuff. Mm, So that's fair. You know, that makes the transition a little easier, but just by coincidence, it featured a little mini crossover with my hero academia. Oh, volume two. Yeah. The character of all might shows up like he calls in for help and he's expecting Marvel characters, but all might shows up. And so it's kind of like a meta thing, but I was like, Hey, I get the reference. Nice. Very good. The only reference that I could have gotten (laughs) and it was the right one. That's perfect. Yeah. So I did. Yeah, I did. Excellent. Well, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Hopefully our readers are also proud of you. I hope so. I feel their pride coming through the radio waves. Did you? So I read the first five volumes of Witch Hat Atelier. Okay. Yes. So I feel very, very pleased with myself. That's good. Yeah. It probably would have been better if I'd like read multiple different series. But I was like, I mean, just give me the little girls learning to be witches like that. Sure. 
I can I can handle that. No, you did. I copped out. And you went for it. I think that's very legit. Reading five volumes, just like boom, I still boom, boom. have like four or five more to go. Is it an ongoing? I don't know. Okay. I need to find that well, out and see if we. There's no need way to, to know. Buying. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mystery. Yeah. We're we're just at the mercy. I know we are. Um, what else have you been reading, like comics wise? Oh, comics wise. Well, uh, I I did read a lot. Here here are some that I'm going to uh, tell you about. Okay. I read a three-volume series on the character of Cable. Do you know Cable? I don't think I do. In the Deadpool movie, he was played by Josh Brolin, who played Brandon Walsh in The Goonies. Look at that connection. But not Brandon Walsh in 90210. No, not Jason Priestley. Although, (laughs) I mean, I would take a Jason Priestley Cable. I don't think that would work, but I'd watch it. (laughs) You know, there is a uh, David Hasselhoff, Nick Fury movie, which feels kind of like a Jason Priestley Cable would have fit into that world, but... That's neither here nor there. Uh, pretty solid cable series. Cable's a he's the he's the time traveling son, adult son of uh, Jean Grey and Cyclops. If you know those characters at all, not really. You don't know Cyclops? I'm just revealing my inadequacy. Cyclops is like here. an original X Men. He's got the visor. Nothing? I don't know that much about the X Men. Okay. I don't understand how, but okay. like somehow I know remarkably little about the X Men. Well, here's what happened, Scott who is Cyclops, okay. had a child with Madeline Pryor who turned out to be a clone of Jean Grey. And the baby was Cable, but Cable was infected with a disease by... Oh. Yeah. And then in order to survive, he had to be sent into the distant future to be raised in the future. And then he comes back as an adult oh. and interacts with his parents and things. So it's a whole time travel okay. thing, which I like, but it's very complex. I read this because I was going to be on an episode of previously on X-Men, also for the Radio Meanwhile Network. And I, I had to be like, I do not understand Cable enough to be on this episode. I'm sorry. So You tried. I did try. Effort I did w- try. An effort was made. So I read that. Uh, I read Infinite Frontier by Joshua Williamson. And Aletha Martinez was one of the illustrators on that. She's great. We interviewed her back on the All the Book Show forever ago. She's a lot of fun. But this was a whole massive DC crossover uh, in like the alternate earths kind of world so like the kelvin ellis version of superman who was created by grant morrison the alan scott green lanterns are kind of like familiar characters but alternate versions of them got it sometimes these big crossovers are really like muddy and you're just like please stop this one (laughs) this one i feel like after you get over the initial like wait what was actually really good and we do have it in the collection here so you know I, I would uh, I would recommend it to people who have some basic understanding of these alternate versions. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. Uh, I read Star Trek Lower Decks by Ryan North. I love Ryan North, uh, his dinosaur comics, things like that. I love Star Trek Lower Decks. This was a mess. Didn't work. Oh, no. Didn't work. It was like you love pizza, you love ice cream. You don't want to put those two in a blender. You know but what I mean? But, like, pizza and ice cream is something that I feel that like you could predict would be bad. True. That's so true. did you expect, a good point. were you like, this is going to be a pizza and ice cream situation no. ahead of time? No. It was surprise pizza it was, and ice cream. It was surprise pizza and ice cream. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I guess I thought it was more like Oreo cookies and ice cream, which would okay. make a good combo. Right. No, but this was definitely a, a pizza situation because it just, the humor, like Ryan North has a really specific kind of humor and it's not the humor that's in Lower Decks. I still thought that the, a marriage of the two could work, but it really was just like, not funny that's really unfortunate the story was okay but it wasn't funny and that's like what you need right you still haven't done lower decks right i still have not allison um i read blue beetle from 2006 because the blue beetle movie's coming out oh and while i don't care about that i thought maybe reading the blue beetle series from 2006 would help me it didn't 
You still don't care about I it? I don't really. Mm-hmm. I probably will see Blue Beetle, but no, I don't. I can't. I just can't get there with uh, with caring. You know, I feel like for some reason, just in general, my like enthusiasm for seeing movies that are coming out is just like kind of at a dip. Mm. I barely even watch trailers and stuff will be coming out that I'm like, yeah, I'm going to see it. But I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to see it. Yeah, no, I'm the exact opposite. I'm, I'm in a movie zone. I wish the theater across the street was still open because I'd be like, boom, boom, boom. Let me have it. I, just I lo- also I love wish going that to movies. theater was still open. It you would know? make it so much easier to it go would. to movies. It would. It'd be nice. It would be nice. Uh, the last in the graphic novels that I read was a new YA graphic called Clark and Lex by Brendan Reichs. Pretty decent. It was like, you know, pre-Superman, pre-supervillain Lex Luthor, and they're both like vying for this prestigious scholarship. And it was, uh, it was good. It was good. It was kind of a bratty version of Clark Kent learning to be, oh, interesting. you know, that he's like kind of like the Spider-Man thing of great power comes great responsibility. Right. And he's like on that journey. I thought it was good. I liked nice. it. I liked it. I feel it. like Clark Kent's character overall is like, like one of his big things is being nice. Yeah. But I do feel like there's a huge potential for like young Clark brattiness. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't really think that... I mean, you could make an argument that the series Smallville is exclusively young Clark Kent brattiness, but uh, as far as comics, I don't really feel like I've seen that that much. So I thought... I was impressed that it was like a different look at at the Clark Kent character, but still feeling right. Like, this feels like a part of anyone's journey, and I I appreciated (laughs) them. We all go through our variety time. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I appreciated them finding something new in a character that's been around since the 30s, you know? Excellent. So, yeah, pretty good comics for you i have to admit that other than witch hat atelier but I have five read volumes zero comics that's, that's five, five volumes. volumes come on well and it's like i this is me asking myself if i still have this book checked out okay, and okay. i desperately need to return Ooh, it i checked out a she hulk comic a while ago oh, okay and i was like super excited to read it yeah. and then i sat down to read it one evening and it was just like a little bit like dim lighting in the in the apartment. Mm, mm-hmm. And I feel like the issue I have sometimes with comic books yeah. is that the pages are really big, but the text is really small. Mm. So I'm just like moving my face over I it, see. like. I see. So you're like an old person. Maybe you're like a you're like a little grandma. It has been a while since I've had an eye checkup, so I need to do that. I want to look at that. But every time I like need to like get my eyes checked for like driver's license purposes, they're yeah. always like, "Yeah, you can drive without glasses." Yeah. So. Anyway, but so I feel like I'm always just like moving my face over the whole page, hmm. reading the text. Okay, and maybe that's it's not how you're supposed to do it. <laughs> it's really not. Huh. I think maybe that it's because I just like want to be as close to the text as possible to like properly absorb it. Emotionally or, or literally? Emotionally. Emotionally. Okay. <laughs> Emotionally. Get in there. Yeah. And so it was like a little dim and I was just like tired and I was like, I just can't do this. Yeah. And then I just like didn't. Even though I had been really excited it. about it, I just like didn't pick it up again. I, I know you're not going to know the answer to this, but was it the Rainbow Rowell She-Hulk? I think so, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't read that either, but I love Rainbow Rowell and I love She-Hulk. Exactly. So, so I was like, everything about this is going to yeah, be good. It sounds I, good. Uh, do you have a tablet or anything like that? No, just phones and computers. Okay. Because you can check out graphic novels on Libby, which is the library app. I have Superman Space Age and a Green Lantern checked out right now. And it's really nice like on an iPad or a bigger tablet because, you know, it's backlit and you can see it really right. well. But Anyway, just a reminder that uh, you can check out that kind of stuff on Libby. That's Maybe where I, I read most of Spy my Family. You know what I found out lately? You could. That That'd be blew weird. But you my could. Mind? What? You can use Libby in a web browser. Yeah. And I didn't know this information. Oh, sure. Yeah. And it changed everything for me because yeah. now if I'm like doing something on my computer that's not a task that I like really need my brain for, yeah. I can also be listening to an audiobook oh. through my computer. Okay. Best day of my that's life. That's great. Uh, public service announcement you do have to update your Libby slash Starcat password. 
this month in August. It has to be a big, long, irritating password. So don't forget to do that, everyone. But this could be the solution to your graphic novel problem, reading yes. it this way. I could see it. Yeah. I could see it being yeah. helpful. Okay. Shall we move on to books in general? Okay. Sure. What are you reading? Okay. So right now, I am reading a Dorothy L. Sayers book because, of course. Nerd. Okay. <laughs> Caleb and I are on, I think, what's going to be the last of our like extended Dorothy L. Sayers quest. Yeah. Because it is... It's the last one that she completed. So unless oh. we like go back and read some of the earlier ones that yeah. we skipped. I don't know. But anyway, it's very satisfying so far because it, it really feels like kind of a culmination of everything. And a lot of the like relational arcs that have been building up over the previous books are like. Yeah. Anyway. So it's just been a lot of so fun so far. But the strength in writing remains right through the finish. Yes. So you're saying. Okay. Because I'm not a huge Agatha Christie fan, but like latter day Agatha Christie novels. Didn't she write like a million a of them though? She did write a million of them. Yeah, but she has like a Tommy and Tuppence maybe. I think it's Tommy and Tuppence where she writes like right at the end of her life and her writing career and it's uh not strong. That's rough. So, but it's nice That's that rough. uh Dorothy Sayers here is Yeah, there's it real. only like maybe 9 or so of them overall. Yeah. So I feel like that helps. And I think the reason she stopped writing them was not because she was like old and died, but because I think the Second World War Timing wise, I think that's the war that was happening. I see. And she was kind of like, this feels sort of like frivolous to just be writing these like fun, slightly mm. silly detective novels mm. while this like is happening. I do, but don't people need some lightness? Don't yeah. people need some. Dist- I mean, not to judge the late Dorothy right, right, Sayers, right. but I'm saying, you know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Sometimes light and darkness helps. And I know she wrote some like other short stories and stuff. Okay. But uh, yeah, I'm yeah. not I'm not sure the full okay. story there. But Reading Dorothy Sayers. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I'm also reading The Defining Decade by Meg Jay. This is about why your 20s matter and how to make the most of them. Oh, okay. It was recommended to me by my sister, who's also in her 20s. Yes. And she was like, yeah, this is so good. It's really interesting. I think you'll find it super encouraging. Yeah. And I'm listening to it, and I'm like, I'm super glad to know that what you do in your 20s matter. Mm -hmm. Like, that feels nice to know. Yeah. But, like, it's... It's emphasizing it to an extent that I'm like, man, the pressure is on now. Yeah. I can't unknow this information. True. So. 20s were like a, yeah, that was a huge decade for me. Like finishing college, getting married, like really starting a career, moving around a little. We met when I was in my 20s. Do you remember that's that? That's true. Way yeah, back I was like day. eight. That's true. <laughs> that's true. You were. That's true. You were. Uh, it's but just yeah. funny to think about. 20s is a big year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but this is also putting the pressure on you. Yeah, okay. and I mean, I don't think it necessarily needs to because a lot of the things I'm like, well, I, I think I am doing the things that you're supposed yeah. to be doing in your 20s, but it's still just when it's like she's saying over and over again, like, you know, the decisions that you make in your 20s, you'll be feeling the effects of them in your 30s and 40s, mm. and like if you, you know, if you don't get started on these things now, then later it'll be harder, and I'm like, ah! Yeah, I mean, you definitely should be saving for the future. Of course. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just making sure. But I also mean, like... From my vantage point, you seem like a very successful 20-something. Thank, so, thank yeah, you. You're thank welcome. You. You're welcome. So yes, that's what I am currently reading. Okay. How about you? Wait, you didn't say Tweet Cute. Oh, that's in my finished Oh, I'm category. sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to... Okay. Uh, let's see. What am I currently reading as of right now? Well, I know I talk so much about comic books and people... Back in the day on the Elder Book Show, Eric and I talked so much about comic books, we created a spinoff just to talk about the comic books over there. That's probably so a good choice. It was a, it was a healthy choice for us and for the listeners of that show. Uh, Wonder Woman. I'm reading Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman goes through so many weird... Like, the, Have you read any Wonder Woman comics? Probably not. Um, I don't think so. Okay. The... You know, there's like kind of the classic Wonder Woman stuff. And then during like... 
there was this period where it was very almost felt like a otherworldly kind of vertigo sort of like fantasy-esque phase that she went through uh the rebirth stuff tried to sort of get it back into a more like real world scenario and i kind of got tired of that too but i'm like no i want to go back and read it so that's what i'm doing i'm catching up on wonder woman rebirth stuff and I'm reading one of my book sale finds. Oh, excellent. And that is Lyndon Johnson and the American Dream by Doris Kearns Goodwin. How do you feel about uh, American history? I mean... Is that an interest of yours? It's not like one of the top interests, okay. but I don't find it uninteresting. Okay. History was one of the first, like, I don't know, like junior high or whatever. I was really interested in history and like have remained that way. I minored in history in college and things. And I've always been fascinated... By American history and by, like, presidents in general. <laughs> Though not every president. Um, <laughs> some of them are more interesting uh, they than are. others. That's true. That's true. Uh, and some of them destroy the world. Uh, Lyndon Johnson and the American Dreams, though, is one that I wanted to read a long time because Doris Kearns Goodwin is a, you know, a Pulitzer Prize, like, legendary historian. One of her first gigs, like, in her 20s, was uh, interning, like, at the White House, in Lyndon mm-hmm. Johnson's White House. And so... Her interactions with him and her interviews with him are like the most like deep and personal kind of like presidential memoir material that you can get. And it's been really interesting so hmm. far. So I'm, that does I'm, sound really cool. Yeah, I'm really I'm having a good time with it. I'm just now in the presidential years. So I'm about okay. like at the midway point. Um, so I don't know. He didn't live that long post presidency. So who knows where we're going to go. But he's just right now in the phase where he's sort of like trying to finish Kennedy's agenda while like getting his own stuff going. It's really interesting. Hmm. Lyndon Johnson is just an interesting character. I mean, he signed the civil rights bill. It was, you know, mid sixties was just such a pivotal time. Like in the world, it's interesting to, to read this and read this from somebody with like, you know, firsthand experience right. of, of what was going on and, and true insight into, um, into uh, Lyndon Johnson. So that's, that's where I'm at at the moment. I feel like just this conversation has revealed to me how much I don't know about Lyndon Johnson. Oh, yeah. So he's, a, he's an interesting figure. He really is. I'll have to do some reading. Yeah. Well, um, Bob Caro has a like five, I want to say five part Lyndon Johnson biography. That's like each one is like 500 pages. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And he's still, I want to say the first one came out in maybe the 80s. And I think the last one is still like due. So this has been like a lifelong thing so. i i respect that i feel like that might be a little too much lyndon johnson it's a lot of me. lyndon johnson yes it's a lot i have paths of power which is the first one and i've always wanted to read it and i haven't so maybe this doris kearns goodwin one is a is a like good a way warm-up act because it's a, you know it's it's one and done yeah 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 it sounds good okay. and if you have questions about lyndon johnson let me know i'll just like at random times come up to you and be like yeah. look i need to know this information right now by the next bookmark i'll be able to answer all of your lyndon johnson <laughs> questions excellent yeah Okay, so do we want to talk about the things that we've just finished reading? Sure. What's on yours? Okay, so s- a spoiler. Tweet cute. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> By Emma Lord. Oh, my goodness. This is like a, a YA kind of like realistic fiction romance, which actually all the ones I have on my finished category are in that category. I feel like I just was like... It's like the summer reading yeah. program, like ending oh days. Gosh. And I was like, oh, my gosh, feeling a little tired and just needing some like comfort food audiobooks. And I guess this is this is what I turned to. I am rarely on the front lines as you are for the summer reading program. But this year, oh, my gosh, it was a really busy. Year. I mean, it was a banner an year. It was a banner year. year, really, like the participation, the programming participation, like everything was just off the charts. But like. I feel like we were all run ragged that six yes. weeks. Oh, my gosh. It was like by the end, I could just feel my like left eyelid twitching every yeah. 10 minutes or so. Yeah. People come in as a summer reading program. So going, no, <laughs> it's time. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. But so um, this is a, it's kind of like a little bit of like a, a modern day Romeo and Juliet ish okay. thing. All right. But there's All right. like no, not really any sadness. Okay. Less death. Exactly how I like <laughs> my Romeo and Juliet. Fewer tragic teen deaths. <laughs> okay. <laughs> These two teens are like helping their families run their like business Twitter accounts. <laughs> okay. And they get into this like whole Twitter rivalry about okay. like okay. a possible stolen recipe and anyway, but they know each other in real life cause they go to school together. And so this goes exactly how you would expect. Okay. <laughs> they make a pact to keep warring on Twitter, but just be friends in real life and oh. not take it personally. Okay. okay. They fall in love. There's a bunch of family drama. Beautiful. Yep. Okay. That sounds, that sounds heartwarming. That sounds it was, perfect. It was a fun time, yeah. I have to say. Good, good. Okay. On the heels of that, I also read A Show for Two by Tashi Buyan. Okay. Um, this is inspired by the time Tom Holland was like undercover at her high school. And that just okay. intrigued me so much right. that I was like, I have to read this. Yeah. Yeah, so basically it's about an actor that's not Tom Holland, but is similar in certain basically ways. Basically is Tom Holland, okay. I think personality-wise he's different, but like okay. the fact that he's like, w- like why he's undercover and that he's British, like those kind of I essentials see. are similar. So does the main character know this from the get-go or is this like a reveal? She discovers it pretty quickly because okay. she's like a big film person. I and so see. she recognizes him. I see. And so like she agrees to help him with something yeah. and not give away his secret and he yeah. agrees to help her this also goes exactly where you would expect sure yeah it was a fun time yeah yeah minimal on the like on the actual tom holland content but mm-hmm. i was just intrigued by the premise and it, w- it delivered so okay all right it would have been hard i think for tom holland to infiltrate your homeschool i think yeah I that would have been really hard known that would have been like who's this yeah. guy how many one two three i don't remember him yeah exactly okay. all right yeah i have to say like growing up in a homeschool group every time there's like a new family or a new person or something mm-hmm. it's like they don't just slip in quietly. Mm. You're like, oh, there's a new person. A new group. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. What a world. I know. <laughs> okay. And then we go back to like making mud pies on the playground. So, you know, <laughs> it was all a win. Uh, um, I also listened to The Love Match by Priyanka Taslim. Okay. This is uh, like loosely Pride and Prejudice inspired. <gasps> and we know that we I'm did a whole episode. We, we did. did a whole episode on Jane Austen. This one was fun. And a lot of the time... I'm going to try and say this without too much Pride and Prejudice spoilers, even though it's been out for, you know, okay. hundreds of years. Yeah. When you're reading a Pride and Prejudice retelling, yes. you like know how things are going to gonna go down more or less. I do now. I do. And there's like a particular character who at first you think is nice and ends up being not great. Okay. And most of the time when I'm reading a re- like a retelling, I know who that is almost right away. Yeah. And I know almost right away that they're going to be not great. Right. And it's really hard to like resonate with the character being sure. like oh they seem so nice and cool yeah, yeah. but i feel like this one it actually sold me on like wow this does seem like a genuinely nice okay. person and i was like i almost don't want them to actually turn out to be yeah, terrible yeah, yeah. so that was kind of fun what a nice surprise right. <laughs> that's cool all right what things have you finished lately let's see lyndon john no no more lyndon john. <laughs> sorry. i'm sorry uh i read one called rebel rising this is a this is a ya it's a star wars it's by beth revis it is about Jin from uh, rogue one. Oh yeah and it kind of filled in her backstory because you see her as a kid in the movie and then, you know, as, as an adult uh, rocking her 20s, you know, just yes. like boom, boom, boom. Oh, uh, and it was it was pretty good. I, I liked it for the most part. I feel like where it kind of falls is that it doesn't really work as a standalone novel. And I feel like the mm-hmm. best of the Star Trek and Star Wars or any any sort of like this is part of this big franchise right. and it's a novel still has to kind of stand on its own. Right. And I think, like we were talking about with Fantastic Beasts last time, I feel like 
without the full knowledge of like Rogue One and all of Star Wars, which granted most people reading the book would have, Mm -hmm. it really doesn't work like as its own thing. And so like some of her motivations and some of where she ends up in the end just kind of feel like, okay, you know, Mm. and Rogue One is not, I saw it the one time, you know, it's not one that I have like this encyclopedic knowledge of. So I, I felt a little like, okay, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I did enjoy it. I just think it was kind of suffered because it didn't, didn't have its own thing going. That's a you little know? disappointing. Yeah. Cause I feel like the Rogue One characters are really interesting and there's yeah. a lot more you could do with them. Right. That could theoretically Although, stand on its own. My gosh. Trying to get through that Andor series on Disney plus. I just can't, I can't do it. You don't it. like Andor? I don't. Do you? Huh. I haven't seen any of it, but everyone oh. else that I've talked to has been like, yes, Andor, oh. this is Listen, great. I know that I'm like in the minority here, but like, huh. Every couple of months, I'm like, all right, let's let's roll some Andor, and then I'm just like, oh, oh, I just huh. find it really, really boring. So I, I don't like. Know. I'm sorry, everyone. I, I can't speak to this on a personal level, okay. but I am just fascinated by this development. So okay, at well, some point, I'll watch Andor, and then see I see what you think. Then I can finally maybe you'll it. like it. My wife likes it. Everybody I know likes it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I have a problem. You just have to be a rebel. I guess. <laughs> a rebel rising. Yes. By Beth Revis. Uh, I read one called The Goodbye Coast. This is by Joe Ide. This is an update of the Philip Marlowe character. Like Raymond Chandler's oh, yeah. Philip Marlowe. Classic character. Doesn't work. That's, uh, oh, that's, that's my tragic. humble opinion. Doesn't work. I was so excited for a second. I was like, yeah, I like some Philip Marlowe. I know. I know. And I think like, I think the thing is that character it reminds me a lot of like the Robert Parker stuff I've read where your central character has to have like a really distinct personality to mm-hmm. kind of like take you through because most of the time that character is like really your only uh, through line in a right. series like that. And so yeah. I think that like Marlowe has to have this character that just like leaps off the page. And I think that like that wasn't there. You know, the mystery in itself was good and there were beats and there were reveals that I didn't see coming. But like without a strong central personality, it just felt like, why am I reading this? Yeah. It just didn't push me through. I feel like a lot of mysteries really have to, they have to have something like a, a great character or something to make yeah. them shine. Otherwise, right. it just kind of feels like you're reading facts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're just waiting for the next like development. Right. In it, and it's it doesn't. Like just little pieces of information yeah. that you're being fed and you're kind of like, all right, yeah, that's some pieces of information. Right. Well, it's exactly why something like Columbo, classic TV show Columbo, which you probably haven't seen. I haven't, but I know what it is. The gimmick of Columbo is that you see the crime happen and it's kind of a reverse mystery where you're trying to figure out how he's going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, and that only works if you can really hang your hat or your, you know, your dusty raincoat on a strong character because you are compelled by them and not by what's going around and so i think that's where this book falls flat that's unfortunate i wish it didn't the last one i read was uh this was my audiobook and it was uh, diana and the island of no return by isis saeed we have this series here it's a it's a three uh it's like a junior novel wonder woman story it was good it was nice it was like a big tournament was happening on Paradise Island, so all these people came along, uh, and now everybody on Paradise Island is, like, put under this spell, and they're asleep, and Wonder Woman and her two, like, you know, tween friends mm-hmm. have to save Paradise Island. So very basic premise. Um, the one complaint I think I would lodge at this is that it's, like, insurmountable tasks. Let's try this. Oh, that works. You know what I mean? It's like very, like, the yeah. stakes feel very high, but, like, 
everything goes their way. I feel like it can be really hard to like reach a balance with that where it's not like... Especially for the age because this yes. is like 8 to 12 year olds. You know? And it's like if it's too hard to, to actually accomplish anything, it just feels pointless and really bleak. Yeah. Like the shark cane is like this. But like you're saying, if on the other hand it's like, wow, this really difficult yeah. thing that we solve almost instantly, it also feels kind of like... Yeah. So I feel like finding that balance can be really tricky. I think what worked for it is that it was like she didn't expect herself to be as good at the things as she was. But like we know that she's like predestined to be Wonder Woman. Like we know that like she has this innate ability and she doesn't know about it yet. So that kind of went a long way with why it worked so well. But there wasn't a lot of like, let's try this. That doesn't work. Let's scramble and try this. And oh, that does work. It Mm -hmm. was really very straightforward. You know. But I liked it, and I'm I'm planning on like listening to all of them because it was a decent, you know, just like the audiobook was good, and I I felt like I still was into it. Nice. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, well, that's it. Those, that's those all you books. have for yep. books. Yep. Well, since you apparently had like a, a really intense movie watching month, yeah. do we want to talk about all the movies that you watch? <laughs> I do. Did you have an intense movie watching much, or is this going to be? I had like a. I'd say a standard. There's one on your list here that baffles me and I can't wait to hear about it. Um, (laughs) I see. I'm I'm looking at my list here and I feel like three out of four of the things I have listed could be the thing you just described. So I'm interested to hear which one it actually is. Let's do it. It's she's the man. Is is that that like Amanda Bynes movie? Yes. Early aughts. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why did you watch that movie? So I was having a, I was having a movie night with some of my friends okay. and we were trying to pick what to watch. Yeah. I don't know how this came up as a suggestion. I think we were scrolling through some like streaming platform, okay. looking at options, and we saw this one and it's a retelling of Twelfth Night, kind of in the vein there of Ten Things go. I Hate About there You. It is. There it this is. This is why. And I knew about this movie and had wanted to watch it for like a while, like ages ago. Yeah. I was like aware of this, but like didn't have the opportunity to see it. And I was like, oh, I've kind of always wanted to see that. So we watched it and it was full of shenanigans yeah. and ridiculousness and cringe. And yeah. I, I did have an excellent did time. You? Okay. It was fun. All right. Well, and it was like an hour, 45 minutes. So like not too long, yeah. which I feel like a lot of the movies I've seen lately have been really long. Amen. And so yeah. it was kind of a refreshing change. Okay. And like the story of Twelfth Night is fun. So. OK. All right. Shenanigans ensued. I guess I couldn't like swear beyond a reasonable doubt that I have seen that movie start to finish, but I certainly know it and remember it at the time. But yeah, that's just a wild pick. That's a wild <laughs> pick, but good for you. Thank you. Thank good you. for you. Um, I watched a lot of things in theaters going back to our, uh, our conversation of earlier. A couple things that were not in theaters that I watched. I finally watched Godfather 3. Oh. I watched the first two like a decade ago and it was always like, I got to watch Godfather three and it's like famously not good. Like everybody's oh. like, it's bad. It's not good. And the first two are such, you know, they're constantly on all the best movies ever kind of list. Have you seen them? Probably. I haven't. Everything okay. I know about the Godfather comes either from you've got mail or Zootopia. <laughs> so uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I love, I mean, Godfather one is just a great movie. I, the two, I don't like as much, but I, one, I, I really feel like earns that, um, it earns its reputation. Godfather three, you know, it was, it was much later than the others. It's sort of like Al Pacino is kind of aged up and that doesn't really work. Mm. And it just feels, it feels a little TV movie to me in a way that you mm. don't want when you're coming off what is, what are considered to be like the, some of the greatest movies. Of right. All time. Yeah. So there's good performances in it. There were some things that I was like, yeah, that is, that is good storytelling. 
but I understand why people mm. think of it the way that they do. And then I've been on a Jack Nicholson kick. I don't know why. I don't remember why. But we watched Terms of Endearment, which was a huge hit in the 80s. It was like, I want to say it won Best Picture. And I'm pretty sure um, Shirley MacLaine won like for Best Actress and everything. It, I didn't. In terms of endearment was kind of like whatever and then we watched the evening star which was a a sequel with shirley mclean and jack nicholson kind of cameos extended cameo in it and i did like that one better but just as kind of like a whatever throwaway like 90s family you know family multi-generational mm. family saga but you know i liked them they were fine i also watched the megs one and two both of them have you seen the Meg? I have not. What What is this? Megalodon, the giant dinosaur oh. shark with Jason Statham. Now I understand. See, I saw the word Meg and I was like, like, is this like, is is this like a nickname for like Megan yeah. or like Margaret? No. I don't know. Megalodon. Short for That's Megalodon. A, it's a different, it's yeah. a different take on that, yeah. but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I just had watched Sharknado 3 for another thing, <laughs> which was terrible. And the Meg, I really feel like, hits the right line of like, yes, this is stupid. We all know it's stupid, but let's have fun. Okay. And I feel like, yeah, I think there, if you like that kind of movie, like this sort of like big dramatic disaster movie with a high body count, I think the Meg is, is a pretty serviceable uh, one-two punch here. So I See, liked it both. I'm not sure what I would think about this because I really like sharks, but I... I don't know that I've actually watched any of the like shark movies or that I would particularly Not even enjoy Jaws. Sh- seen I haven't seen the Jaws. The first Jaws is amazing. I, I think that one holds up. I would like to see it at some point. Yeah. But I feel like it might be hard for me with a lot of the like shark, you know, killing everyone kind yeah. of disaster movies. Because I'm like, but it's just a friend. Yes. Well, yes. Peter Benchley, who wrote Jaws, like really regretted what the book and then subsequently the movie did for people's perception of sharks. It became yeah. like you know, a shark apologist going out there being like, no, you don't understand. You have to listen. Yeah. Well, there's all kinds of statistics like vending machines kill more people a year than sharks and yeah, stuff like I believe that. It. So, yeah. you know, yeah. think about that before you go to buy a thing. Yeah. Of, you know, yeah. I mean, from the vending machine. Yes. If you watch Jaws, you have to understand that it is not a documentary. It is, in <laughs> fact, a villainized version of, a, of an evil shark <laughs> coming after people. So that that is an important distinction. What else did you watch? Um, I also watched... The 2014 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, oh, <laughs> which with I had the one seen. with like Will Arnett and Megan Fox. And yeah, ooh. I'd seen the sequel to it, which I don't know yeah, how that shadows, happened. Yeah. That I like saw the sequel first and didn't realize that it was a sequel. But yeah. I was like, yeah. I really enjoyed the sequel, and I had heard that this one was really just not as good. Yeah, but I enjoyed it pretty well. Like there were Did elements you? that okay. I was like, yeah, all right, but like. I think maybe because I'd heard so much like, yeah, this one isn't that good. I was like, I mean, hey, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So it was a better time than I expected. In fairness, I had never gotten through that first movie and I never watched the sequel. So I don't, maybe they're good. I truly hate the design of the turtles in those movies. Hmm, That's fair. They're just like big old dump trucks of of a design. I just, I don't like it. I don't like it. And I, I don't know. I, I, I can respect that. I do think Out of the Shadows is pretty fun. Yeah. There's this like scene where they're like in a like like a trash yeah. truck and they're like it's like a whole chase scene with them okay. in this and they're like throwing like manholes as like okay. Okay. weapons like during that the chase. Fun. 
It's pretty fun. I guess I need to do it. I need to do it, but I'm I'm not in the zone for bad Ninja Turtle movies because I just watched one and it was called Mutant Mayhem. And this is another one, Allie, where I'm going to be in the minority because I really did not like this movie. Which one is this? The brand one? new one. This is the brand new yes. one. Yes. Okay. The commercials made me feel like this was going to be like a very funny movie and I did not find it to be funny. Mm. And I think the thing that I just couldn't, I couldn't get away from was that their personalities as laid out in the classic song just weren't there. Like uh, I felt like for the most part, the turtles were pretty interchangeable. That's weird. And I think their dynamic is so important to it that I I think it really loses something with (laughs) that. Loved Jackie Chan as Splinter. No complaints. That was good. But this movie, I watched it with my son and he was also kind of like, whatever. Like he Mm. didn't really, it didn't light his world on fire, you know? So I was disappointed by it. Are are you going to see it? I'm going to see it. it. The other new thing I just watched last night was Heart of Stone with Gal Gadot. It's a new oh. like spy thriller. It's oh. I think it, the idea is that it would be a series. You know, that this would be first one. Cool. Gal Gadot uh, plays this character who works for this sort of shady spy organization and goes undercover as an MI6 agent. This movie, I feel like the pieces are there. And every scene just goes on for at least twice as long as it mm, needs to. It's like that's point made next. So I feel like this movie could have been saved in the editing room. There was enough there for me to like watch a sequel when it mm-hmm. inevitably comes out. But like, I don't know. I wanted to like it so much more than I did. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, I was like, please stop. Yeah. I feel like that premise is definitely a winner. Like, I know. And she's great. <laughs> yeah. She was good in it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. She was good in it. It's just it really like the script. And I really think it was the editing just did not serve the fun premise well. Okay. So here's my important question. Okay. I f- which I kind of alluded to this earlier. I feel like in general, in the last unspecified amount of time, okay. movies have just been gradually getting longer. Oh my gosh. And I feel like yes. maybe what kicked it off is Avengers Endgame because they were like, yeah, we can do a three-hour movie, surely. And everyone was like, all right. And then it was a huge success. Yeah. And so I don't know if after that everyone was just like, surely it's fine to make a three-hour movie. I, I think it was the Harry Potters. That was the first time I really remember looking at a movie like them being like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and maybe Lord of the Rings. I mean, you can make the case for Lord of the Rings, too, That's because true. even the non-extended versions of those are a three-day weekend, you know. So, like, I don't know. But it's not good. It's not uh, It's not serving and you like, well. I, I'm okay with something like the Lord of the Rings or even Harry Potter sure. or, or Endgame. I mean, I think Endgame was too long. But, yeah. you know, if anything's going to be that long, something yeah. like that. I'm okay with it. Yeah. But I feel like it's just like everything now. It's just like any movie yeah. is like, we can be at least two hours, probably cl- pushing three. And yeah. I'm like, no, I know. you can't. So many like nineties, early two thousands. So many of the great movies from that time, like a cool 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like just boom in and out, leave yep. you wanting more, but you're right. This is definitely a trend that oh, is man. not serving some of these thinner movies. It's like, I don't want to be sitting there watching a movie, thinking about how long the movie has been going on and how long the movie is going to continue to mm-hmm. go on. Even if I'm enjoying the movie, a lot of the time I'll be like, yeah, I'm liking this movie, but I'll still be like, We've been here for a while yeah. and I'm getting hungry. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I made the mistake of looking at the clock because both my wife and I thought the movie was over. And I looked at the clock and there was 45 minutes left. And it was, uh, it was a harrowing time. Oof, it was man. a harrowing time. Speaking of bad movies, I watched The Haunted Mansion. Wasn't good? Not funny, not scary. Uh. Yeah. Did watch Oppenheimer. Very good. Okay. Great performances. Some of the best acting I've seen in a long time. Have not seen Barbie. Have you done either of the... I have not. Allie... I know. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's all right. Just really uh, missed the boat there. You did. Well, again, like the theater on Main Street is not open. Oh, I know. 
and driving 45 minutes to then sit for two plus hours yeah that's like and then drive 45 yeah Yeah, it just feels like a lot i get it so but you had time for she's the man is all i'm saying okay but (laughs) But i didn't have to drive anywhere and that was only an hour 45 minutes all right all right all right uh anything else on your movie list because we've hit mine okay i also watched quantum mania Ugh. I enjoyed it. Did you? I did. It. I, I did. Oh, I'm glad. I, I like, did not enjoy it. I didn't have any particular expectations. Still haven't seen the middle Ant-Man, but one of my brothers chose this for our movie night, and okay. I was like, whatever, I can roll with the fact I that I haven't really seen the middle Ant-Man. I don't really anything that you missed other than they find Michelle Pfeiffer, and that's pretty Which much... Which, I mean, is a little important, but I figured out what yeah, was going on. Yeah, but like they find her. That's all you need to right. know, pretty much. I feel like it was kind of a weird Ant-Man movie, but... Definitely. If you forget about the fact that it's an Ant-Man movie, it's a good time. I can't go with you on that journey, but I, I think when you look at the first Ant-Man movie and he's like breaking into a house and this one, he's like the Messiah of the quantum realm. Yeah. It's like, what? The escalation, the escalation. Yeah. But I had a fun time. I thought a lot of the like weird quantum stuff was just fun. Like the like slug horses and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. And so I feel like that really brought my experience of it up this, a level. The visuals felt very like Star Wars Phantom Menace to me. Like, I, I don't know. Some of it just didn't really gel for me. Uh, loved Michelle Pfeiffer in it. I thought mm-hmm. she was like the breakout character, honestly. And Michael Douglas had some cool scenes too. Evangeline Lilly got nothing to do in this movie. Yeah. Nothing. I feel like it did a little bit suffer from just having a lot of characters moving around in a right. lump. And it's just it's just hard to... It's like, I don't know if you've read the Heroes of Olympus series by Rick Riordan. No, I haven't. But it's like the Percy Jackson series is fantastic. And it's usually like three characters at any time. Yeah, yeah. In the Heroes of Olympus series, it's like seven characters all the time. Right. This movie also suffers being part of a larger thing because like you really can't, I don't know. And who knows, like all the, all the like personal stuff with Jonathan Majors that's happening right now, who knows what's going to happen Kang wise. I feel like his performance in the movie is great, Mm -hmm. but we know that he's like an ongoing villain. So like, what are we really it's hard to make it feel like it really achieved that much i guess right but it did make it clear that like even just dealing with him in this quantum realm was a big enough deal to like the people living there to the people living there yes yes so i I, I felt like it wasn't totally like just like well that was meaningless this is a major spoiler for ant-man and quantum mania i just want to warn everybody that I'm about to say something that spoils Ant-Man and Quantum Mania. Cover your ears if you need to. I really think the thing that could have saved the movie, kill Ant-Man. I really do. Like the, the big battle in the end, I thought either he's going to be stuck there or he's just going to, he's going to sacrifice himself to like save the quantum realm. Well, Cause there was like a like, sacrifice moment. But yeah. And he's like, it, it, he's he, like, he I'm wasn't okay. Sacrificed, yeah. right. I think that would have, that would have given that movie buzz. That would have been something to talk about. And I think like I would be in the position where I was like, but that ending though. Wow. But this was just kind of like, everyone's fine. Yeah. Including the villain. I who was we'll expecting see in the next someone, film. someone, to someone die. should have died. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like just straight up killing Ant-Man would be like a really, like that's a move with implications sure. in terms of the MCU. But and I stuff. think it sells it because it's like, it's sort of humble beginnings for that character. And he has this big, like he's a goofy character who has this like epic sacrifice at the mm-hmm. end. I think it really contextualizes the character for like all of his MCU appearances. And I mean, then his daughter could just be Ant-Man. Exactly. Dead. But is there Which money in cool. killing Paul Rudd in a movie? I'm not sure there is. Well, and that's yeah. what it comes down to. So, but you can kill Michael Douglas. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I suppose that's fair. Okay. Um, what, what other weird stuff did you watch? Weirdo? Okay. I also watched a beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> 
I don't know why you said it like that, but uh, how was it? I just it? had to. How was that? It was good. It was good. I don't know what I was expecting, but it was somehow different from what I was expecting. So this is like the, the Mr. Mr. Rogers, Rogers movie that's like based on his life, but it's a story. By this point, I'm just so over Tom Hanks playing real life characters that I can't take it anymore. What other real life characters has Tom Hanks played? Uh, he played He played Captain Phillips. He played Sully. He played whoever he played in the post. I don't remember whoever he played in Bridge of Spies, another real life character. Mm. So it was like just it's like five in a row where he's doing these. Gotcha. Um, I don't think I've seen any of those, so okay. maybe it's like it's still fresh. For the me. Apple movie on the ship. I can't. Was what is that? Greyhound, something like that. Was another. He just has played so many <laughs> life characters in a row that I'm just like, can you just That's play a guy who like goes to work and like maybe has a wife or something? Can you have a midlife crisis just, or a late just life more crisis? more rom-coms with Meg Ryan. That's all we need. Yes. Call her up. Honestly. Yeah. But I was surprised by the extent to which I felt like I didn't think about the fact that it was Tom Hanks. I was just like, mm. yeah, it, it more or less felt like Mr. Rogers. Really? And I feel like I wasn't expecting that because a lot of the time, like any Tom Hanks movie that you watch... Like, he's playing a character, and yeah. you know he's playing a character, but you don't at any point forget about the fact that he's Tom he's Hanks. He's Tom Hanks, sure, yeah. And I, I don't know if it was just because of the, like, just, like, the hair and makeup and everything to make him look huh. more like Fred Rogers, yeah. or I don't know, but I forgot about the fact that he was Tom Hanks. That's impressive. And I was happy about that. I would, I'm like, I would watch that movie. I enjoyed know. it. I thought it was fun. It okay. was a good time. There was a lot of just really like funny and cute moments with just like Mr. Rogers being so like absurdly sweet. Yeah. I mean, I loved watching Mr. Rogers as a kid. So yeah. it was just like a nice heartwarming throwback. For sure. Have you ever seen his um, his like uh, speech to Congress about like the importance of public TV? We watched it right after we watched oh this gosh. movie. Oh my gosh. Mr. We just Rogers. Had to. It, was, what a guy. it was great. What a guy. The that fact that Rogers. he's like talking about what is happening in the like congressperson or like senator or whoever it is is like oh, i'd like to see this program he goes from being like not sure about this to being like wait i need to watch yeah, your show watch in Mr. Like, Rogers. exactly yeah. yeah my son liked daniel tiger's neighborhood which is like spinoff mm. you know like animated spinoff which gotcha. I feel like does kind of have the core ideas of mr rogers in it it does feel connected in that way that's cool so yeah, yeah i feel like I that'd be big, hard to pull i was off. a big mr rogers fan growing up for sure yeah Okay. Is that it for your list of movies? That's that's it for my list of okay. movies. <laughs> <laughs> Since we were talking about killing Paul Rudd. There's more. This is a good segue into the TV shows because we just watched the first two episodes of the new season of Only Murders in the Building. Was Paul Rudd murdered? Paul Rudd was murdered. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like not as Paul Rudd. Like he's I playing didn't... a character, which isn't always okay. a given in Only Murders in the Building because sometimes it's like, oh yeah. Meryl Streep is playing this random woman, but okay. Amy Schumer is Amy Schumer. Oh, oh. So you just never okay. know right. with All only right. murders. Right. But Paul Rudd was murdered. Paul Rudd did voice Mondo Gecko in uh, Mutant Mayhem. So a lot of Paul Rudd in this episode is all I'm saying. There's always a lot of Paul Rudd. I he just, he gets around. He does. Love Steve Martin. I love Martin Short. Cannot get into this show. I don't understand. Sorry. I don't understand I'm what sorry. your problem is. I don't feel like you've given it like your full like emotional commitment. Maybe that's true. Steve Martin as a writer, like Shop Girl, The Pleasure of My Company, is so good. Some of my favorites. Neither here nor there. I'm mm. just telling you. He's a great author. Uh, so you're into this series? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's great. So I think the episodes are going to be coming out weekly. So theoretically, we'll be like Old watching school. this for a while. Okay. I know. It's kind of fun. I love it. I feel like more streaming services have been doing that lately. And... I never really experienced the thing where you'd like only get an episode per week mm -hmm. because we didn't really like have streaming television when I was growing up. Sure. Or broadcast television. Right. Apparently. Yeah. And so by the time, like when it, it was like whenever we'd be watching a show, 
just like we'd have a disc with the whole season and Wild. we'd be watching it kind of a situation. Wild. So Okay. So I this think is it's your first fun. experience with the week. It's pretty cool. Okay. All right. Paces you a little bit. Steve Martin has said uh, multiple in multiple interviews now that this is kind of it for him, like acting wise. Like mm. he's not really planning on doing more. Like whenever this series is over, he's kind of like, good night, everyone. So that alone tells me that I have to just like get through it. I feel like if you power through a few episodes, you might I like you all might the people hooked. involved. I like Selena Gomez, you know, yeah, like I'm, she's great. Yeah, I have to. You're right. You're yep. right. This is this is Thank a me. You. This Thank is you. a me problem for validating my this is a my me rightness. Problem. <laughs> So what have you been watching TV show wise? Uh, I finished a few things. So I just watched the uh, season two finale of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. I love it. So good. I've been hearing so many good things about this. I gotta get you on the show, Allie. If I have to make it a topic for an episode to get you to watch it, I'll do it. <laughs> all right. All I'll right. pull the trigger on that. Uh, this was a great season. There was a fun crossover. There was a musical episode. And this was a suitably epic ending to the series excellent it, we got to like the end of the episode we were like when does it come back what <laughs> so really good really good i can't strange new worlds like the, the the writing the acting the directing the visuals i i just i have no complaints versus something like star trek discovery where i have only complaints it's it's a really <laughs> oh dear yeah and whatever the mess of uh, star trek picard the first two seasons was strange new world hey the has, third season was pretty good it was in and by comparison it was like the mona lisa because those first two seasons were just can i say crap on this podcast because they I were i think that's probably fine. they were that they were crap i think we're going with crap isn't a bad word it's for not this a bad podcast. word we're acceptable yeah. Uh, yeah. in that regard finished grand crew which was a two season nbc sitcom echo kellum and nicole Byer, so funny I loved it. I wish there was more, but I watched the two seasons and I liked it. Uh, and then I'm still watching One Day at a Time. And we recently got HBO Max uh, for, a, for a month. So I started watching the other two. Have you heard of that? I don't think I have. A kid gets like sort of Justin Bieber level fame and his two siblings are the other two and are uh. kind of like dealing with it. So it's funny. It's good. I like it so far. I'm not too deep into it. And I started Mindy Kaling's Velma series. Which How is, is like that? It's good. I mean, it's definitely like adult animation. Like, don't don't <laughs> be like, hey, kids, there's a new <laughs> Scooby-Doo show. Uh, but I, I think against the odds, and I shouldn't say that because I pretty much love ev- anything Mindy Kaling mm-hmm. writes, but I wouldn't have expected to like it as much as I do. And I really didn't think my wife was going to be into it. But she's like, let's watch more Velma. So nice. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I I've think been, it's pretty good. That's one that I've been kind of curious about, but just haven't haven't made yeah. my way to yeah it's a good mystery not all the characters some of the characters especially like i don't know shaggy they're really like not doing a shaggy thing with him mm. like his personality is very different huh. and so you just have to kind of be like all right you know but, just um, accept it yeah yeah i do i like it anything else you watch it uh still going with superman and lois love it but other than that so good that's i mean that's all we need so really. good i know are you still in season two or how far yes have you gotten? season two okay we just right. watched the Kitsunera episode. Oh, ooh, yes. a lot of drama in that yes. episode. Woo. We started the episode and they were like, oh, yeah, you know, the party's happening. And Caleb, who has seen the show before, uh, was like, yeah. Right. oh, uh. yeah, yeah. I, who knows when Superman and Lois is coming back because of the writer's strike and everything. Yeah, like, it was already a long wait. Now I feel like it's going to be a longer wait. But uh, yeah, that's rough. OK, uh, how are you doing with the ukulele? Um, I've been working on it. I've been possibly like terrorizing my neighbors by like playing it on the, nice. the like front steps of our apartment. Okay, that um, feels very on brand for you. It, that, when I picture yeah. your life, playing that, a stringed instrument on a patio or something feels like that is be. very like 
something that stands for my entire yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is very on brand. I feel like you're just in a rocking chair with like a quilt over you <laughs> playing a stringed instrument <laughs> while Caleb's cooking uh, bagels in the background. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you're feeling so, confident that by our next episode, you're going to be able to play Home on the Range and House Things. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Are you toying with any other songs? Like, what are you, what are you doing? Are you, a are you learning bit. chords? Or are you like looking at songs and being like, can I play this? I'm mostly looking at songs and then learning chords as needed for the song. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty um, much what I did. Yes. And so I've played a little bit of like some, some like classic Irish folk music. Cause I just, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, that's, that's what that, I like. That works like the, the bop of that would yes. work well. In the yes. Ukulele, so. And it, that's also something that's very just on brand for my life. Um, I've also been working a little bit on the song Riptide because that's like okay, such a classic okay. ukulele song. Sure, yeah. And my dad helped me a little bit with the strum pattern. Mm, I'm not sure we can allow that. Uh, oh. But, it, but the damage now. has been done. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I find it very just like freeing, very cathartic to just kind of like boom. But there's something about yeah. the ukulele, even versus the guitar, that I feel like is just like, I'm going to grab this and be like, bum, 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 yeah, I have to say, know? every time I like go back to the guitar, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's this so is big. enormous. This big giant thing. Yeah, it's like a grand piano compared to a ukulele. Well, yes. good. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to your mini concert next time around. Have you decided what you're going to throw my way at not the yet episode. still in the I works i have some ideas still in the works your eyes narrow I'm trying to decide that. how devious i want to yeah, be yeah <laughs> i could see that i could see that uh have you been doing just like other fun exciting general life oh. things well yes you mentioned I, being on vacation i did yes my son and i just the two of us usually it's like a family thing but my son and i took a boys trip as he's oh. called it to jellystone park in mansfield pennsylvania which is about an hour and a half from wellsville never been to this one before Felt a little like the Jellystone that time forgot, but um, <laughs> we <laughs> we d- we did some. Uh, uh, he called it vampire mini golf because oh. the mini golf really needed some attention. But we had a good time with it. Um, I thought you were gonna say like because the course was like vampire. No, no, because I just, could see that. I could see like a vampire, like Dracula's castle. Mini yeah, golf. it's just like if you were gonna have a, a mini golf course in like a rundown like closed amusement park where a vampire lived it uh, would look like this okay so i mean a little sad but like could yeah. have its appeal it was cool like the mansfield was kind of a cool town the cabin was nice we watched movies we watched et uh, which he'd never seen before and so we did some like we had some fires we did some classic things it was really fun uh and then my wife and i went to see guster which is a band from like 90s 2000s still going strong mm-hmm. kind of hit it big in the 90s and, and kept going one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Oh, fabulous. It was so much fun. It was really good. Um, and the music was good. They were good live. And just the whole venue and everything was so much fun. Nice. He, the lead singer did a thing with one song where he had a super long chord and walked through like all the crowd and walked up like into, there was an upstairs part. It was so fun. Gimmicky, cool. but like really fun. Yeah. We had to buy t-shirts. That's how fun it was. Okay. We had to buy overpriced t-shirts for a concert. Yeah. Excellent. So Excellent. the album that I first listened to of theirs is called Omega Guster with the Omaha Symphony. <laughs> Just, so it's like, you know, live cuts of some of their hits and oh, things. But I, I've really been enjoying that album and I've been listening to it ever since. So this is maybe the first time I've been to a concert of a band I didn't really know where I'm like, I think I'm into this band now. Nice. So pretty successful. Nice. Yeah. What about you in your regular world? Are you doing anything fun? In my regular world, other than ukuleleing on the porch. Yes. Caleb and I went to Shakespeare in the Park in Delaware Park last night. Oh, in Olean? Where is that? In Buffalo. Oh, in Buffalo. Oh, yes. okay. So, like, so, legit. Yes. Right. And my family would often go 
to this Shakespeare in the Park when yeah. I was growing up. And yeah. his family would often go to this Shakespeare in the Park when he was growing up. And so far as we know, we never crossed paths there, which is just kind <sighs> of a funny oh thing to gosh, think about. Yeah. But his brother um, is playing one of the Capulets. And so we went to see it. It was oh, a lot Caleb's of fun. Brother. Yes. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yes. So nice. And it was worth the late <laughs> post midnight return to house time. Yeah. So, but yeah. if I like look a little like puffy eyed today, that's probably why. Okay. So you need to go back. You and Caleb need to pull all of your pictures from times you went to this Shakespeare thing and see if you could find the other in the background. Honestly, maybe we should. Because if you could do like that, you could be in like Reader's Digest or something like that. I mean, that's just that's too good. It's just asking for a story. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yes. So you have to do this. Okay. okay, I'll have to search out the pictures. All right, Shakespeare in the Park. I know ukulele on the porch. Anything yes. else? So I also took a little bit of like a mini staycation last week as part of the like summer reading program. That's right, you recovery did. Recovery yeah, slash yeah. wind down. <laughs> yes. So which was just really nice and relaxing. And yeah. I just did a lot of like stuff around the house and hanging out with my family and friends. But we also went up to uh, Woodlawn Beach in Buffalo, okay. which is... A beach on one of the Great Lakes, but I'm not sure which. Okay. And you know how most of the Great Lake beaches are like kind of rocky and like not that beach-like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one feels very beach-like. Ooh. Like it's quite sandy okay. and there's like dunes and some pretty trees and a lot of gulls. Yeah. Um. So it was a very windy day and a little chilly, which meant that there wasn't really that many other people there. Yeah, ideal. So yeah, we had a great time. Mm-hmm. It was just very relaxing. You know how when you're just like around a body of water, you just like... You just like feel all I, of the like stress leaving your body. That. I do know that. Yeah. So that was that was a good time. That's cool. That sounds really fun. Have you ever been to Presque Isle in Erie? I haven't. I want to though. Yeah, I think you'd like that because it's it's kind of similar. It's it it's maybe the most ocean feeling beach on a lake that I've okay. ever been to. It really it feels legit. You okay. Know? So yeah, you should check it I'll out. Have to check it out. Yeah, that sounds okay. good. I think that's all I have to report. Okay. Other than that, our crayfish continue to thrive. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Three crayfish separated. Yes. Some of them are very strong. big now. Okay. So. Did you end up naming them? Because I know there was did. concern. Okay. We have Gerald, <laughs> who's the bully. Okay. We have Winona. Okay. And Michael. Michael with an A, who's a girl. Okay. Although well, like we're. F- like from Star Trek Discovery. You named for Star Trek Discovery's Michael? Um, no, but maybe. Okay. okay. Possibly. We're also, we think Winona might a boy so it might just be oh. winnie at this point okay we'll see. all right and we had sadie and percy um but they were victims to oh. gerald's aggression oh I'm my afraid gosh to say. oh my gosh gerald so so gerald is the one gerald is the one who's by himself he's isolated okay and winnie and better. michael are like fine together they mostly don't mess with each other okay michael is just like absolutely the largest crayfish that we have but like terrified of everything and everyone huh. okay he's so. a gentle giant michael <laughs> Or she, she, she is a gentle she is a giant, gentle giant yes. Michael. Okay. So yeah, that's right. the crayfish update. Perfect. All right. So we'll be back in two weeks to find out how I did with the ukulele. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Hopefully I'll be up to snuff by then. We'll have to yeah. see. Okay. And then who knows? More exciting Sky's things. Sky's the limit. Yeah. Yes. So thanks for tuning in and have a good one, everybody. See you next time.